Hi, wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. India will conduct the first pilot of the e-rupee for retail digital currency on December 1st, Reserve Bank of India, the country's central bank, said yesterday in a statement. This comes a month after the bank began evaluating the CBDC for the wholesale segment. Four banks, State Bank of India, ICICI Bank, Yes Bank and IDFC will participate in the initial phase of the pilot in four cities, Mumbai, New Delhi, Bengaluru and Bhubaneswar. Bank of Baroda, Union Bank of India, HDFC Bank and Kotak Mahindra Bank will join the pilot subsequently, the Reserve Bank of India said in its statement. The pilot will eventually be expanded to cover the cities of Ahmedabad, Gangtok, Gauhati, Hyderabad, Indore, Kochi, Lucknow, Patna and Shimla. Users will be able to transact with the e-rupee through a digital wallet offered by the participating banks and stored on mobile phones. Transactions can be both person-to-person and person-to-merchant. Payments to merchants can be made using QR codes displayed at merchant locations. The e-rupee would offer features of physical cash like trust, safety and settlement finality. As in the case of cash, it will not earn any interest and can be converted to other forms of money like deposits with banks, like deposits with banks, the Reserve Bank said in its statement. In more digital finance news, the Reserve Bank has rejected the NBFC license applications of some well-known fintech companies in India, the Hindu Business Line reports, citing highly placed sources that the paper didn't name. Among the companies that have had their applications turned down are PhonePay, RazorPay, BharatPay, OK Credit and NEO, which operates as a NEO bank, according to Business Line. The central bank is concerned about the sources of the money flowing into these startups, seen as coming in through tax havens, according to Business Line. The likelihood of fintech companies charging high interest rates on their loans is also a concern for the central bank, according to the paper. Chinese e-commerce giant Alibaba Group Holding is looking to sell a 3% stake in food delivery services provider Zomato as part of a $200 million block deal today, CNBC TV18 reports. Shares of the loss-making Indian company ended yesterday's trading in Mumbai at 63.35 rupees, down more than 55% from the beginning of this year. The company went public in July last year with a listing price of 76 rupees. Biocon Biologics, a subsidiary of Bengaluru's biopharma company Biocon, said yesterday it has successfully completed its multi-billion dollar acquisition of the global biosimilars business of its commercial partner, Viatris. Biocon Biologics and Viatris have obtained all applicable approvals from key global regulators, including the US Federal Trade Commission, the Competition Commission of India and the Reserve Bank of India and investors. Effective from the date of closing, Biocon Biologics will recognize the combined revenue and associated profits from the acquired products, a step up in the existing profit share arrangement, the company said in a press release. The acquisition provides Biocon Biologics with direct commercial capabilities and supporting infrastructure in the advanced markets and several emerging markets, bringing it closer to patients, customers and payers, the company said. Vikram S. Kirloskar, vice chairman of Toyota Kirloskar Motor, died yesterday, according to a brief company statement. He was 64, and multiple media reports state the cause of death as a heart attack. 
Vikram Kirloskar was a pioneer of India's automotive industry and played a key role in bringing Japan's Toyota Motor Corp to India in the late 1990s, according to Business Standard. He had a degree in mechanical engineering from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology in the US. Kirloskar is survived by his wife Gitanjali and daughter Manasi, according to Business Standard. Last respects can be paid today at the Hebbal Crematorium in Bengaluru at 1pm, according to the company's statement. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Thank you for listening.